0: This is All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, originating from Florida Estates Winery in Landa Lakes, Florida, featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron.
1: Basically what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly.
0: Vice President and General Manager of Florida Estates Winery from coast to coast, and around the world.
1: You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I I just, (laughs) I love that.
0: Call our guest line at any time during the live show at area code 646-727- 3235. And let's talk about wine. Again, the phone number to call is 646- 727- 3235. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's
1: Wrong. Most people have to be jumping around because we we are cold here, you know.
2: We are cold. It's not right. It's – whoever flipped the switch and is playing with us, it's summer one day, and now it's, uh, what, 63 to feel like – over here, it's 63 that feels like is 59 – And that's going down. It's supposed to be like 49 tomorrow, or tonight. You know, 49. That's that's not right.
1: Not right. Not right. About the same here. Just a couple of three degrees warmer, but about the same here. Now, Saturday Mm -hmm. we got the Gasparilla uh, pirate invasion in Mm -hmm. Tampa, and the parade, and all that stuff. Now, that's supposed to be 80. (laughs) But, yeah. And then... Tuesday and Wednesday, it's supposed to drop down again, and the night's supposed to be in the in the forties, and and ah. the day's only up to about 68, 69. I you know, this isn't right. You're right. Whoever's right. so playing with that switch, leave it right. alone.
2: That's right. One way or the other, can't 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 keep going up and down like this. It's not it's not fair. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, We are for, um, but
1: okay. Now, I had a young couple today that. Came to visit good friends of theirs, so they can go to the Gasparilla parade. They're they're looking forward to it, and they came down just for a short visit. And they're from Wisconsin. And I, you know, they said this is gorgeous weather. They said they were shorts and t-shirts, both of them. And they said this is gorgeous weather. And I said you got to be kidding me. I said I got my hoodie in the back, so I can wear it outside if I step outside. You know, and uh, but they always do that
2: though. Don't. don't that's the only reason they come to Florida. It's not, you know, our weather or anything, it's so they can rub it in our noses, like, oh well, you're bundled up in a coat and jacket because it's in the fifties. I'm in shorts, ready to go swimming in a pool because we swim yeah. in ice up there apparently. You know, this is yeah. this is so fantastic down here. It's like no it isn't. Go home. You know, this is cool. do your tours between like, to to go.
1: Them that too. They just laughed. They <laughs> just laughed at the <laughs> yeah.
2: just... That's all they're doing. They yeah. probably coach them on the plane over too. They probably they're probably talking <laughs> on the on the flight over. And by the way, I when you get to Florida, be sure to rub it in and uh, tell them how yeah. warm it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, is it? go and wear your shorts and t-shirts because
2: <laughs> yes,
1: you're not only crazy, <laughs> but you're also. Yeah. Coming from probably, minus five degree temperature, so <laughs>
2: there's some tourist bureau that they visit. They get free T-shirts and shorts and bikinis or whatever. And are yeah. you going to Florida? Oh, take this take this care package with you and and wear it yeah. when you're down there. Represent <laughs> Wisconsin or Michigan or whatever. Yeah. And then they come down here and they so, show off, you know. Yeah,
1: and tell them how you know. Tell them how crazy they are to be wearing their parkas in forty degree right. weather. I mean,
2: um. Here's your lines. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's all scripted. They do this this every season. It's the same thing. Every (laughs) season. Every season. Yeah. But. And Um, I had
1: a couple hmm. from Maine, who same thing. They had, you know, hardly any clothes on, and uh, you (laughs) know, I felt like meeting them at the door, saying, "You can't come in here nude." You know, I mean, they just—it's one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it it'll, it'll get warm yeah. for us soon
2: enough. Yeah, you know. that's right. I yeah. invite them to come back during the uh, summertime when you know yeah. mid June, that kind of time. August. Come back down here and yeah, fill our fill our summers. Um, yeah, come back. In that's totally, totally different. Yeah, that's that's unbearable as well. So, but we have the extremes uh, of both ends. And, yeah, and oh yeah, um, but are you just, uh, drinking? Uh, Are you enjoying a uh, beverage tonight, or anything? Or you know, have you sipped anything? Yeah, you know,
1: I thought about it right before I sat down. Then I started to have to play around with Skype to get into it, and I couldn't (laughs) get into it, and so I didn't run in to get it. I really, I really should, (laughs) you know, talk to the people for a minute. Let me go get it, and I'll be right back.
2: Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, oh, you really left. I thought you just rang a bell. Doesn't you just ring a bell and you know the butler or somebody comes out of the, opens the doors and here's you go and here's your wine and your beverage, please enjoy, and then turns around and leaves? No, yeah, he actually went to go get something, leaving me all by myself here. Boy, let's uh, let's talk. Dead air.
1: There was dead air. I heard dead air there. No, there
2: was there was very little bit. I was talking, but I... are you back? Or can you can't hear me? I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I was just saying, don't don't you like ring a bell and a butler opens the door and says, you go so, uh, this is your, your beverage, you know. And then they they he turns <laughs> around and leaves sure. or something. I mean, you'll beverage be so, <laughs> enjoy. Uh, and then you swirl it around, and you go, What year is this? No, take this back. I want
1: <laughs> I want a fifty seven.
2: <laughs> yes. Not the fifty six. Uh, Give me the
1: fifty yeah. seven. Give me now. Uh I <laughs> am enjoying my strawberry port tonight.
2: That's what I have. There. Oh uh, do you do you have it in a proper wine glass? Or do you like, I have, do you it, have yeah, it in a well
1: glass? actually, I have it in a bush garden glass.
2: What? Uh, a bush garden
1: glass? A bush garden glass. I believe it's one that you gave me a, uh, a long time ago.
2: Oh. And
1: uh, it was at the winery. And I brought it home. And I,
2: I oh, have wine, it in a... Okay. Wow, I you have one of those. I'm using a uh, an old glass Coca-Cola glass. Oh, yeah. So it's just yeah. I don't know. It's it's tinted, and it, I was like it's shaped like a wine glass. It just looks like a regular glass, but eh, wine will fit in it. I don't care. So tastes the same. Coca-Cola but, uh, glasses yeah.
1: are the closest you're going to get to a wine glass. You're absolutely right.
2: Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, looking through there, and I go, "What? Looks is like good.
1: It. I just had a sip. <clears throat> I don't sip this enough. I like this. This port is good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I had to open a open a new bottle. The other one just had like a couple of drops, and I was like, uh, "It's time to open up a new one." Well, so there we go.
1: fast. And it does you you, you know. it, well. Yeah. Let me read the food for the next week here. And then okay. we got we got something important to talk about. So
2: yep. uh the, the food fifth food
1: week here today is what, the twenty twenty fifth? Oh my gosh, the twenty fifth of January already. Damn. National soup day. So if you haven't had your bowl of soup today, do it. Um tomorrow is uh oatmeal. Actually this is oatmeal month and tomorrow's oatmeal day. So uh a combo there. I don't know what wine you'd have with oatmeal. Depends on what the oatmeal is, though. they got all sorts of flavors. Saturday, National Chocolate Cake Day. There's your plantation spice to enjoy with that. That would be great. Um, Sunday is Sweets and Snacks Day. Hmm. Monday, National Corn Chip Day. Tuesday, National Croissant Day. Wednesday, National Hot Chocolate Day, which is the end of the month, the 31st. And starting out next Thursday, which will be our next show, a week from today, is National Dark Chocolate Day. Boy, go out and get yourself some nice, fine red wines and have it with the dark chocolate. So so there you go. That is what's coming up the following week on foods to enjoy with your wine or wine to enjoy with your food or however you want to put it. I don't know if you... uh, all the announcements, or you know, if you've seen our Facebook page for the winery, or if you receive our newsletter for the winery, if you have received or seen any of those, then you already know this. If you haven't, then the news is we're closing the winery. Yes, it's time. A um, little background on what's going on here uh, to let all of you listeners know. I will continue to do the radio program. I'm going to continue doing all about wine. I enjoy this very much. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy the winery very much, but the circumstances say I, you know, can't enjoy it anymore. But I will continue doing the program. Um, Mike asked if I wanted to switch times or days or anything, and I don't think so. We're, you know, we do it on Thursdays, and this is the pattern most people look at, and I think we'll continue to do it then. So. Unless, unless you want to switch it, Mike, for any reason, but I think Thursdays will work for us. Yeah,
2: that's fine.
1: And then, uh, but I saw my doctor Monday, and uh, actually a week and a half ago, I had blood test, and I saw my doctor Monday. I am diabetic. I I might have mentioned that before on the program, but I am uh, I have diabetes, type two my numbers have not been good. My numbers have actually been pretty, pretty poor over the last couple of years. Now a year ago, last October, this last October, uh, my wife, my engineer had a back operation and she has not been to the winery since. I have been working every day, um, Sunday through Saturday, uh, seven days a week, a few days off here and there. I took a couple of days and went and saw the eclipse. And then we've had a couple of holidays in there. I've had a couple of half days um, for doctor's appointments and stuff, but every day for the last almost year and a half now. And so the stress of that has gotten to me also. The doctor told me, my numbers on my diabetes, uh, A1Cs and actual daily numbers are way too high. She has put me on insulin, which I don't like, don't want, don't care to. I am absolutely everything I can to fight from being on insulin. But she said I need to get on insulin to try to control the numbers. She also said, can you retire? I said I uh, I could but don't want to. And she says, I don't think you understood my statement. It wasn't a question, can you, basically as so much as can you retire and be all right because you really shouldn't be working anymore. You should settle down and start taking care of your health. And you're not doing that as you're working. She says you need to start doing some more exercise. You need to start doing more stuff that you're not doing at work. So she said, start looking seriously at retiring. My engineer sat down, crunch numbers for us, and it's a reality. So Florida State Winery will be closing. Probably by the end of February, we will be done. Um, we have a festival coming up this Saturday, which we'll give our announcement on that. But Actually, the the doors will be closed by the end of February. We are very low on wine right now. We have... uh, Well, we're out of the blush. We're out of the Chardonnay, and we are out of Key Lime. Everything else is available. We do have uh, quite a bit of port. Uh, My timing on that was pretty good. Actually, I was going to do some bottling pretty close to now, and uh, so... That's not going to happen. I'm uh, I, I, not looking forward to retirement, but I guess I have to. I, I, I enjoy doing the winery. That's something that's fun. That's something I enjoy meeting the people. I enjoy talking to people and uh, doing the tastings and stuff like that, making the wine, talking about the wine, educating people there at the winery. Is fun. That's why I'm looking forward to continue doing this program because it's fun. It's something that's a lot of fun, and it's uh, hopefully uh, you listeners out there learn something through this and all that. And I'll continue doing this. This also, being retired, will give me an opportunity to start booking more guests. Uh, I've mentioned this in the past, how booking a guest isn't just a matter of picking up the phone and saying, hey, we'll call you at 7 tonight. You get to be on my program. It's a matter of introducing myself, letting people know what we do, be sure I'm talking to the right person, be sure we get the right numbers, be sure the right person is there, following up on it and all that. I usually talk to two, three, maybe four people before someone actually agrees to come on the show. If I'm in... A certain state, uh, like Virginia, I'll probably go back to that because we still got wineries there we can visit. I spend time talking to different people and asking if anybody has any referrals and all. So it actually is more than just sitting down and making a phone call and booking somebody. It's it's time leading up to it uh, before engineers' operation I had off Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Wednesdays I spent a lot of the afternoons calling people and talking to them, trying to get them as guests. And so that's going to be a possibility again. I'm going to get back on the horse and try to get some more guests on the show and different people in the wine business. Um, I hope my credibility of uh, having a winery and talking that way is not going to uh, be limited once the winery is closed. I don't foresee or think it should be. So um, that's I, you know, once I explain to people it's health reasons. I don't think there will be a problem. Uh, the uh, so the program will still be going. So still tune in, still listen, still you know if you listen on archives, uh, we'll still have that and all. So that's uh, a good way to. You know, keep in touch with us. If you have any questions or anything about wine or what's going on, you can always email me at allaboutwine uh, allaboutwine101 at gmail or even at the winery still. Uh, we still got the email address for the winery up. Uh, sometimes, a lot of times, your emails will get lost in all the other stuff. You can't believe all the garbage we get on that. Because you really can't put a filter on it because if anyone emails us, the filters think that everybody sends this garbage and that throws it into the spam file. So then we're in looking at the spam file. If you really need to get it over me, contact my personal email, ronwhunt at And I will see that immediately. and check that, well, I say every morning, every evening, but once the retirement hits, maybe more often. So ways you can get homeless. But health comes ahead of anything. And that's just really what it's boiled down to. The doctor says, that's it. You can't do it anymore. You're going to have to take care of yourself. And so it is uh, the end. Uh, the end of the winery, Florida State winery. It's been a good 16 years. It's been a good run. I've enjoyed it tremendously. I've enjoyed the people we've met. I've enjoyed all the stuff we've done about it. There's been times when I thought I was going to die right after the hurricane, this latest one, when I was around the yard raking up everything. It took me a five days to rake the entire yard and pick everything up and haul away. Uh, there's uh, the days I worked in the vineyard, the fire ant bites and the scars I still have on my feet from the fire ants and on my ankles. Uh, they're merciless little little ants. I'll tell you what, uh, if you don't have them in your area, you know, thank powers that be that you don't. But they are moving north, so don't get too cocky about the whole thing. The, uh, everything with the winery, I've I've enjoyed over the years. Uh, Wildlife out there at the winery, if you've ever been to the winery, it's out in the middle of uh, central East Pasco County with no houses or anything. I've seen a variety of animals that it's really almost impossible to list, all the different ones. Birds and uh, I've seen otters. I've seen fox squirrels for the first time in my life. I've seen owls, uh, two or three different owls. We also have an owl that flew around the winery quite a bit there. Uh, Grigio, I put the owl's name up for a vote for people and uh, Grigio became the name. And uh Grigio was around for a long time. I think Mrs. Grigio was by a couple of times because uh there was two owls there a couple of years ago. There's been barn owls there's been uh just all sorts of things big big white owls found an owl that was blind sitting by the front door one morning when I went in um uh, It was eating a mushroom. Uh, an alligator there was an alligator on the sidewalk uh there's been uh hogs in fact the hogs are back and they tore up the parking area and part of the yard um i had a hog problem about three years ago that was horrible they tore up almost the whole yard but uh, they're back and they tore up some areas the ho- wild hogs will come in and root around and just destroy an area um uh, And alligator deer, uh just all sorts of snakes, everything. It's just been it's it's been amazing. It's been a lot of fun. It's been just really a a great job. People come out there and they go, Oh my gosh, this is so peaceful and quiet out there and with the lake in the back and the um area there, it is peaceful and quiet. So uh but we have other areas. If I ever get to the point where I need a little peace and quiet, I can always walk around or go over to some of the local parks and stuff. So that's, you know, it's not going to be missed as far as that. But it's been a great ride. It's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot of stuff. I learned a lot of stuff from customers and everything. And it's uh, it's time. It, it really is time. Uh, my health is, uh, you, you don't notice it. You can sit and talk to me for hours and you never notice it. But I do have problems and. It's the inside problems that you can't see that's the ones that tend to sneak up on you. And diabetes is something that you don't fool with. So, so the winery is being closed again. By the end of February, we will be closed. If you're looking to get port, if you're looking to get any of the wines except for the three I mentioned that we're out of, you need to get out there. You need to get out and pick them up because... Uh, they're probably gonna be going. We got a festival Saturday and we'll probably be selling some stuff then and then that'll be the end of it. If you are in the business, uh if you're a winery yourself or something, I do have a couple or two and a half bags of corks. Uh they're the uh Amaron Cork Company, they uh are the pressed corks. They're not solid. They're the pressed corks. They're the inexpensive ones. If you're interested, I've got um, over 2,000 of those, 1,000 each of the bags uh, in uh, another half bag. I've got capsules. I've got gold capsules if you're interested in those. I've got some cases of bottles. I've got the regular Flint 750 white bottles. I've got the Blue Port Triangle bottles. I've got some green Bordeaux bottles. I've got some, uh, uh, a few burgundy bottles, green burgundy bottles. So there's different ones that I have. So if you're interested in any of this stuff and you're part of the business, or if you do your own bottling and stuff, I've got a lot of the supplies for you if you need it. So get in touch. Email me, uh, ronwhunt at gmail.com and, uh, I'll be in touch and we'll see what we can do for you. But uh, the uh, winery is closed, but All About Wine is still going, and we will continue doing this. We've got a an anniversary coming up here on All About Wine before long, so we uh, got that to look forward to. And that's, uh, that's the big news. Uh, it's not going to happen, but, But since I did say the program is going to continue on, I found something while I was cleaning out the winery. Oh, believe me, you cannot imagine in the furthest stretches of your imagination, you cannot imagine how much garbage and how much junk and how many pieces of paper a winery can accumulate in 16 years. It is just, I have been cleaning out stuff and looking at stuff, and I I don't want to just throw everything. I don't want to pick up a file and just chunk it because uh, it may be important, so I'll glance at it and all that. And Most of it's not, but still, you never know. I did find something, though, that is interesting. This is an email that Mike sent me. It's dated 12-8-2009. And it lists the date, for example, 319.09. And it says Talk Shoe number 10. So we must have started before 319.09 on Talk Shoe because this is Talk Shoe number 10. And hmm. it shows 14 live listeners. And then 326.09, hmm. Talk Shoe number 11, 13 listeners. And then it goes on down until 52109. And it says BTR debut show delay, first show on BTR, 105 listeners. So it looks like our first Blog Talk radio show was on 52109. And it was talked to before then. But I also have another email that Mike sent me. And this I don't have dated, but it said that on 11, 12, uh, November, December, but no dates, we had, uh, we talked about France, which had 32 listeners on 1,000 mics and 43 listeners on BTR. 11 19 Germany 12 listeners on 1000 mics and 30 on BTR and then in December it listed uh, Austri- Austria and Switzerland 15 and 17 listeners respectively and then twelve ten 10 and 12 17 Australia parts 1 and parts 2 22 listeners and all about uh, on uh, 1000 mics and 21 the following week with 12 and 22 listeners on BTR so got got some actual documentation here of those early shows. So uh we've got Interesting. Uh, yes, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something I found like I say while I was going through it and I found these. So looks like five twenty one oh nine was our first BTR show. That was the BTR debut. And then uh we went from there. Let's see what is this. Check it out. Yeah, the calling number. Well, this is a different calling number. Even this is. Oh no, this isn't. This is. Uh, this is the calling for guest number. Okay, that's what I have written there. But Mike also made a note that the wine guru. He had talked to him. About possibly being on our show. And we being on his show, but I think Stu, the wine guru, is no longer on Blog Talk Radio. I I think he has stopped his blog. Uh, so, but just little interesting stuff that I found while uh,
2: purging
1: and cleaning and all that. Uh, also, I found oops. I also found a uh, postcard. Chico Dog Live, live from Wesley Chapel, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. News, current events, special guests, and more. Tune in for the wine segment with the wine experts at Florida Estates Winery. Listen, talk worldwide. Also available on iTunes. Visit us and listen on the Internet at www.myspace.com ChicoDog1 or www.nowlive.com slash show slash ChicoDog. And then the listener line, 310-984-7600. Press 2, then our show ID. Uh, or use Gizmo to call for free using your computer. So I bet you forgot all about that postcard, didn't you? Uh oh, huh, yeah, also a little saying subject to change additional shows and times may be scheduled without notice, so there you go that's uh that was one of our first shows there that we ever did uh, back in the old days, and in fact, I even have your old old home number and old cell phone number on this one here too, so so. There you go. We're closing the winery, but blog, talk, radio, all about wine. will continue, yeah. and we'll uh, see everyone every week on that. Uh, so that was that was our announcement for our big announcement mm-hmm. this time. But we still got one more festival coming up Saturday, so we y'all can come up for that. Saturday's supposed to be gorgeous. It's supposed to be up close to close to eighty. No wind. The wind's supposed to die down by then and all, so it should be a gorgeous day, so come out. And there's lots of stuff in the Bay Area. Uh, Tampa Bay Area, we've got the Gasparilla Parade, and we also have the Kumquat Festival happening over in Dade City down the street from us. We also have the National Hockey League All-Star Game. Uh, That'll be Sunday, but Saturday they have a lot of fan Fest stuff and all sorts of fan things to do. So there's lots of stuff to do in the Tampa Bay area this weekend. Make one of them Florida Estates Winery. And uh, we'll see you there. We're, we're open through the day. Uh, let's see. This is a couple of things. Uh, there's things I want to talk about now since we've got that out of the way. And uh, Oh, here's this one here. This is not good news for California, uh, but maybe it is, considering the fact that there is, well, talking about the drought in uh, California, it says that the drought has built for 10 consecutive weeks. Uh, 60% of the United States is now under one of four drought categories, all right? Uh, every single week since November 4th, 2017, drought has encroached on the U.S. Uh, anywhere from 32.81% to 60.93% of January 16th. Uh, this is according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. And this is the highest drought numbers since September 2013, It's uh, assigned, drought says it's assigned five categories that range from DO or abnormally dry to D4 exceptionally dry, uh, exceptional drought. Uh, None of the current drought categories fall into D4, but no drought, 39% of the country, abnormally dry, 27.89%. D1 or D0 is 27.89, D1, 23%, D2, 9.39, and d three point six four and D3 is extreme drought. Um, throughout the United States, Florida is pretty much saved from a drought right now, as is Northern California, the major wine country there, and then on down as far as Monterey, going to the south. Oregon is hitting some drought, as is uh, southern New York and eastern Pennsylvania. But uh, some of the bad areas being hit right now is Oklahoma, Kansas, northern Texas, the Panhandle of Texas. They're in their exceptional drought. Uh, Florida is pretty well saved, uh, as is Idaho and most of Montana, Wyoming. Michigan is good. Indiana, Illinois. Illinois has got some down. Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, and West Virginia. And then pretty much all the northeastern states and New England states are pretty free. But otherwise, the country is facing some droughts right now which is not critical considering the fact that it's in the middle of winter and the grapes aren't out but it could if it continues be bad Uh, uh, by the regions the Midwest is currently uh, 34% affected by uh, drought most of that is concentrated across Missouri Iowa and southern Wisconsin and southern Illinois Uh, Missouri, basically the whole state's under some form of drought. Uh, The high plains, western Colorado area, is uh, really affected by it. About 83% of uh, the western plains are in drought, the high plains. The uh, probability of above normal precipitation is great over much of the United States outside of the desert southwest, and the highest chances of above normal is the Great Basin and lower Mississippi Valley. So the long-term cause for weather, than normal weather for the spring in northern plains corn belt that area there so they couldn't break out of it but as it stands right now it's not good and that ground also means snow and without snow it doesn't replace reservoirs my daughter lives in utah and she was saying the other day i was talking to her she was on a walk and she said it's strange that in the middle of january you're looking out at the mountains and seeing just a little bit of white at the top and not seeing them covered in snow. And she said that everyone in Utah is concerned about that because that is where they get their summer water supplies from those rain or from those snows melting and filling up the reservoirs. So they are somewhat concerned so far. Although it's supposed to be snowing right now there. And this is the, uh, uh, forecast is uh, supposed to be snowing now, but the uh, uh, mountains don't have the snow, which is affecting it. Same thing with California, mountains don't have the snow, which is critical for their water supply. So, drought again, we're looking at it, but we're looking at it across the country. So, we'll see what's going to happen as the uh, uh. As the months go on, as the, as the weather goes on. Let's see, Farm Futures. This is the article from Farm Futures. And so it's uh, dated uh, a couple of days ago, at all. So um, let's see, oh, what else? There was something else. Is this the article? Boy, my computer is running slow tonight. Oh my gosh, it's I can't keep up. Uh, No, this isn't the one I wanted. All right, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Let's look at this. Frey Frey Vineyards rebuilds after the fire. Um, I I don't think I mentioned this last last week, but Frey Vineyards was devastated a loss of a lot of stuff. The Redwood Valley fire in October um, hit some organic and biodynamic wine areas. And they are starting to bounce back. Uh, The Frey Vineyards lost its bowling facility offices and tasting room in the middle of Redwood Valley, but the owner and workers survived, as did the wine and most of the grapes. And so the new winery is under construction. It is uh, doing well. Nine people ultimately died in the Redwood Valley Fire. Fire. Uh, Forty-four lives total in the North Bay fires. That was the final count. The uh, sixty-four free family members, uh, four generations. Uh, all living on the property. No one was injured, and the uh, owners and workers and everybody uh, mostly were left without houses, but they're stepping in there, and they're rebuilding, and everything has come together. Uh, The uh, balling line was lost, but uh, they said that uh, they uh, can always get in a mobile unit if they have to, but they think that the, everything will be fine. They're not having to worry about it now. Uh, the grape, 350 acres of grape, first planted in the 1960s, uh, included 50 acres on the Tamkey Road and 300 acres scattered across Redwood Porter Valley. Uh, there's been damage to some of those, but uh, the rest of the grapes, they buy, so there's not a problem with there. Uh, the uh, certifying organic vineyards were, uh, some of that was destroyed. Uh, they say Frey became the first winery in the U.S. to be biodynamic certified. We talked to another winery. We didn't talk to Frey when we talked of biodynamic. We talked to somebody else. But we talked to a winery in Mendocino about being biodynamic. And but they doing well. everything's starting to come together. They're starting to do it. The uh, uh, biggest bottleneck they say is to expand its availability to certified organic grapes and try to pick that up again to fill the need for that. And also the biodynamic areas, they said that that should be uh, good by later in the spring. So Fray Vineyards is recovering and building and Doing well, which is always always a big plus. Always a good thing. So uh let's see what was that here. This is uh I think I just talked about that. Yes, I did. Clicked on the wrong one here. Boy, my computer is slow tonight. Jeez. Uh okay, here's Here's one that everybody needs. All right, this is a website that tells you if you have a drinking problem. Speaking of which, I need to sip a little bit of port.
2: <laughs> Don't think you need a website to t- to say if you do. Don't nope, need a website for that.
1: Yeah, no. this website tells you if you have a drinking problem. It says working in drinks-focused industries can put you at risk as alcoholism. I work in it. So, hey, maybe. But a new website launched by U.S. health officials claims to be able to tell users if they have a drinking problem and how to get help. So, there you go. Let me, uh, it's a very short article. Let me read it to you instead of paraphrasing. The U.S. National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, the NIAAA, which is run by the National Institute of Health (NIH) recently launched a new online tool which can help access, uh, assess whether you need to seek help for alcohol addiction and which type of treatment is right for you. Users are invited to take a short survey which determines their level of use or misuse. All right, now let me click on this short survey here since it's right there. And uh, I'll just, I won't do the survey. Uh, no, it's, it's not short. There's quite a few questions here. But it uh, starts out, frequently asked questions searching for alcohol treatment about alcohol use disorder, or AUD. Huh. there's a name for it. I didn't know that. A-U-D. Um In the past year, had times when you end up drinking more or longer than you intended. More than once wanted to cut down or stop drinking or tried to, but couldn't. Spent a lot of time drinking or being sick or getting over the after effects. Experienced craving, a strong need, or urge to drink. Found that drinking or being sick from drinking often interfered with taking care of your home or family or caused job problems or school problems. Continued to drink even though it was causing problems. Given up or cut back on activities that were important and interesting to you or gave up pleasure in order to drink. Now, I just read one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them there. This goes on it has about seven to eight more and it says if you answer yes to two or more of these questions then you may have alcohol use disorder and I just read the first first seven there and I'm sure a lot of people oh yeah oh yeah so you may have alcohol use disorder then it goes on with a lot of other questions Uh, helping, searching for treatment providers. Uh, uh, was that? Alcohol treatment, about alcohol treatment. all oh, will search this up here. Uh, that website is under the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. And it's... Uh, actually, I should put that on the Facebook page. I, I will. I'll see if I can't get engineer to put that on the Facebook page for me because I have problems transferring that stuff over. Um, But let me finish the article here. That's what it said. The question lists symptoms of a drinking disorder. and The more symptoms a user exhibits, the more urgent their need for change, according to the website. The survey also asked users questions such as whether they have spent a lot of their time drinking or getting sick afterwards or continue to drink, making them feel depressed or anxious or adding other health problems. We now know that there is a full spectrum in alcohol use disorder, says George Cobb, director of the NIAAA. A lot of people struggling with alcohol problems do not know where to turn. 90% of the adults with an alcohol abuse problem, don't seek treatment whatsoever. The number of problem drinkers in the U.S. rose to alarming levels in recent years, according to a published report in JAMA Psychiatry. Between 2002 and 2013, overall drinking increased by 11% with risk drinking increased by 30%. Hospitality workers are particularly vulnerable to alcoholism. A study published in 2013 by the U.S. National Library of Medicine found that restaurant workers have higher rates of problem drinking than most other occupational groups, but added that little is known about the environmental risk and work characteristics that may lead to these. Research suggests that most people with alcohol problems can benefit from treatment. So, so... Think you have a problem? Check it out. Check out the site. I'll put the uh, uh, put the site on Facebook page, and you know you can take the test or you can answer for somebody else, which you really shouldn't do because only them know the answers. But uh, check it out. If you think you have a problem, get it taken care of. You know, don't don't you know it's not that much of a stigma anymore. It seems to get yourself taken care of. Hey, I'm retiring because I'm trying to get myself taken care of. So, um, check it out. Wine and weed, good neighbors or not, well, we brought this up quite a few times, and here's another little article about it. Wine and weed. Um, the areas in California, uh, Colorado, Washington, all sorts of places in this country, uh, have actually eight states have passed the new marijuana laws, recreational use of marijuana. Colorado, Washington, Oregon. Alaska, Maine, Massachusetts, and California. And with the big wine producers in there, Washington, Oregon, California, is marijuana use going to disrupt the traditional wine industry in any way? They're saying maybe, maybe not. They don't know. It's too soon. They said that it's the marijuana is attracting millennial users. And that's what we want in the wine industry, those millennials. So it's saying that it might affect that. Uh, people, uh, the the biggest contributors to money for things are millennials, uh, for things like drinking and for uh, cannabis. So they're trying to come up with new ways to attract the millennials. Uh, trying new varieties, uh, uh, new varietals, trying to introduce uh, different tastes, and also the cannabis tourism, trying to show uh, the different types, and trying to tie in cannabis with wine. Uh, If you do a tour, saying, okay, this is this, and this is that, and actually tying them in together. So, Again, you know, it's funny because every time I talk about cannabis and marijuana and how they both are affecting the other, I end up with the same conclusion. Don't know yet. We really don't know. We really don't know what's happening. I mean, it's it's got the, the users for cannabis. We've got the users for wine. Is it going to affect the other? Yeah, I'm sure it will in some place, some area, some way. But overall, just about everything that I've been reading continues to say, yeah, well, you know, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. You know, so, and they always talk about the big wine states. It also could be a difference in the smaller wine states, Massachusetts, Maine, stuff like that. I mean, it could, if it's going to take an effect, it will affect everything everywhere. Um uh, Uh, Many states this year, 2018, is looking at uh, having cannabis on the ballots. Uh, So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens even in the future. It's still they're saying too soon to tell. Uh, One thing they have discovered is, oh, my gosh, the states are making some big money off cannabis. And that's always something for them. That they enjoy and I'll tell you what if they're making that much money off cannabis and let direct shipping happen and get money off of that too why are you restricting the direct shipping people that's ridiculous um speaking of direct shipping let me jump to the side here See, that was a good segue but I didn't do it fast enough to really do what I was trying to do there Uh
2: Let's see. That was, nice that was a good segue, though.
1: It was. Yes, it, it, it was.
2: You know, speaking, <laughs> speaking of <German>, drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I wasn't fast enough. My computer slow tonight, so I right. <laughs> didn't get it up. But decades on, wine industry still working to free the grapes, and that's really the problem. We're still working on free the grapes, and you know. We're discovering that all that other stuff out there is really bringing in money to these states, you know, the cannabis and the legalization and all that. But it's not happening everywhere. Now, this this article is uh, uh, talking about uh, Napa Valley wine, for example, from a certain producer. Say you want one, you only live in Oklahoma, but there's no local stores that carry it. So you're looking for the winery and saying, ship me that. But the winery has a website where you can order the bottle. And you find it and you place an order. But if you're among the 94% of the U.S. population that lives in a state where shipping is illegal, or, I'm sorry, legal, the wine can be sent then from the winery and delivered to your front door. But not in Oklahoma. At the start of this year, the state will still be one of six with laws currently preventing shipments from wineries directly to consumers. This is the purpose of freethegrapes.org, is to try to open this up. We're only down to six states. Only six states have these laws. But, and let's take a guess who's going to be the last one? Utah. Uh, They're so strange there on their laws. Direct to customer shipping has grown to where more than 5 million cases, 5 million cases of wine worth $2.33 billion were shipped nationally in 2016. $2.33 billion, okay? All of you legislatures out there, listen to this. $2.33 billion was shipped in 2016. If you are in a state that doesn't allow it, guess what? You don't get any of that. Um, It's particularly heavy on Napa because they ship all over the country and all over the world. Um, By years in, the effort to get Oklahoma uh, to open up for direct-to-consumer wine shipment might be pretty good. They're looking at it now, knocking on the door and saying, hey, legislature, let's pass this legislation and get this taken care of. So that might happen. We've got Wine Institute, Family Winemakers of California, Wine America, and the Napa Valley Ventures are all uh, doing this. They're now pushing on the last five states because it looks like Oklahoma's going to happen. The last five remaining states are getting together to try to do those. Those are... Utah, Kentucky, Mississippi, Alabama, and Delaware. I don't know. Utah and Alabama might give each other a run for the money. to be the last one. It's, it's, we talked to a winery in Alabama a few years ago, and he said that all he does is fight the government to try to get stuff done. He thought he was going to be a winemaker, and he's not. He just fights the government. So, Uh, It's an ongoing battle and it's getting better. Uh, It says, even a paragraph here, in fighting one such, uh, what is the bill? Uh, By 1997, industry efforts have brought about legislation in 17 states, allowing wineries to ship directly to buyers. Then the felony laws began, beginning with Kentucky in 1996, several states passed bills backed by wholesalers making it a felony for out-of-state wineries to ship wine directly into each state. And fighting one such bill in Florida, the wine industry groups devised a three-legged stool, making out three figurative legs. Uh, Were a lobbying effort led by the wine institute, a litigation component and a public relations arm. And the group's created FreeTheGrapes.org, an advocacy and consumer outreach nonprofit group. And they are still fighting. They are still in there. They are still trying to do what they can. With the Supreme Court victory uh, a few years ago, a no winery-related litigation on direct-to-consumer for years, the Coalition for Free Trade has since been retired from the industry. And they hope that it will get better. Uh, Benson, is this? uh, Jeremy Benson. You know, Jeremy is the one we've talked to on the program. Uh, So, uh, we need to get a hold of Jeremy again. That's another person I can get. Since I'm not working anymore, I'll get a hold of Jeremy and see if he can't be on the program again with us. Uh, So, it is improving. It is getting better. It is down to five wineries now that we need to continue trying to get opened up for direct shipping. And I think the main thing that you need to do is just walk into legislatures and instead of start talking about all this stuff. Just say $2.33 billion was shipped nationally in 2016. You didn't get any of that. So and that will sway them a lot, I think. Uh, okay, whoa, it's almost 8 o'clock. So I'm going to let Mike tell you about our last wine fest.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And will uh, pull this up on the other computer. And, yeah, we'll be right back after this. I Coming
0: up this Saturday at Florida State's Winery, it's Wine Fest, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Enjoy live music. Have a little fun and shop for vendors providing unique handmade items and some brand names you have known for years. Participate in an informative wine tasting with wine expert and show host, Ron. Sample some of Florida State's Winery's world-class wines. Shopping is always fun, and Wine Fest is a great way to pick up unique gift items. Come out to Florida State's Winery and enjoy the weekend with us. Listen to live music and shop under the giant oak trees while enjoying a glass of your favorite wine. This is a family event and pets are welcome at Florida Estates Winery. See you there. Florida State's Winery is located at 25241 State Road 52 in Land O'Lakes, Florida. Call 813 996 2113 or email corp at floon.com. That's C O R P at dot com for more information. Florida State's Winery is open daily, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs>
2: That's like the last time I'm going to have to be playing that. I mean, that's uh, – that's, wow, right. that's, that's That's strange. Um, yeah, Saturday the 27th. There. Yeah, Saturday the 27th, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the final wine fest at uh, Florida State's winery. You can uh, come out and enjoy the weekend and have a glass of wine like it said. Relax and enjoy the sounds of Alex and Constantine. Participate in an informative wine tasting with Ron. Like I said, and have some fun. Shop the vendors. It's going to be a great day. the The temperatures are going to be uh, very, very good. Uh, uh, participating with us this weekend is going to be great. Yeah. So come on out. Um, meet with uh, uh, plenty of vendors out there. You're going to do some uh, some good uh, purchasing out there, and um, just come on out. There's there's going to be all kinds of stuff. There's uh, Dave with First Impression pens. Uh, Lee brings uh, Jovita treats. Uh, Don with Don's Wooden Things. Uh, Pat uh, bringing one-of-a-kind shadow box books and some other items. Uh, Susie's dogs, of course, uh, with her husband Charlie. They're going to be back again, uh, so bring your appetite and uh, your thirst uh, because uh, we'll be – Sampling wine out there again. So and and, and bottles right. are still available. So so get out there. Uh, Hats galore by Susan Marie. Doggy sweaters by Susan Marie as well. Susie's unique uh, stuff. Assortment of books and different things from the attic. Uh, it's going to be great. So uh, again, the weather's going to be beautiful here. So uh, come on out. It's always fun and um, enjoy your favorite uh, wine as well while you're there. Uh, so come on out this Saturday, the twenty seventh of January, eleven a.m. To four p.m. at Florida State's Winery, and uh, did you mention? Um, I think I'm not sure if you said this on the. I think you did mention on the on the Facebook that maybe you said at the beginning of the show that you had items that were uh, they are on sale, but they're not on sale. Uh, the wine is not is not discounted, but there are items in the store that are discounted. Did Just you mention about that or no?
1: everything in the store is discounted yeah. by forty uh, percent. Just wow. about everything. There's yeah. a, there's a few select items that we have on consignment that we can't, but not a lot, but basically everything in the store, 40% off. That's
2: amazing. So, so yeah, pick up some items you know, and um, pick up some course, items. It's, you know, just, yeah. You've been in there before and you maybe, you know, looked at a couple of things. You're like, uh, maybe next time. Well, this is next time and it's, it's time to come out and uh, take advantage of the sale as well, the discount. And, um, you know, get it while you can. So, uh, come on out this Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, for the rest of the time as well, but this Saturday is, is the, the final wine fest. So come on out and, uh, we'll see you there. Um, we will go ahead and close the show here. Yeah. I mean, last things to add, we'll be back on February the 1st. Uh, wow. January just kind of, no.
1: it's gone. January um, just disappeared. February. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's over. Uh, February first will be yes. our next show, seven p.m. Eastern U.S. time. Uh, be sure to join us then. We really appreciate the, you uh, keeping up with the show and tuning in, uh, whether it's live or on the archives. And um, we'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks a lot, and uh, be at the winery Saturday for Wine Fest. Thank you.
1: Yep, come good say wine. goodbye to me. Yeah, uh, at yeah. the winery, but continue yeah. to listen to the program. So, yes, thank you for listening. We will.
2: be Thank you, thank you. Thank we'll see you.
0: This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Ron, originating from Florida States Winery in Landa Lakes, Florida. Florida States Winery is located at 25241 State Road 52 in Landa Lakes, Florida four miles west of Interstate 75 or east of U.S. 19 and U.S. 41. For more information on Florida State's winery, visit the website at floridastateswines.com or call 813-996-2113. That's 813-996-2113. The winery is open daily, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. For show information, Links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.